Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Checking In. Um, This is going to be a fun one. As I um, went on my social media pages, my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and I asked you guys to ask me a question. Now on Twitter, I don't know if I was specific. I I just said ask me a question and it would be featured, and I didn't I didn't say just to keep it, you know, um, relative to questions about life and mental health or grieving losses and. So the questions from Twitter are quite interesting. The questions are quite fun. And um, so, but before I get into that, I just wanted to do a check-in and just see how y'all been doing. And um, seems like you guys have been enjoying my podcast. My numbers have tripled. I am literally just shy under 500,000 downloads of my podcast. So that's because of you guys. So I'm thankful for y'all. And um, I am filming a movie. It is my very first starring role. And um, so I've got a few hours before I am to be at work. Um, So I am ready to get started. All right, this is uh, an interesting question. Uh, Like I said, 
Twitter, y'all had some fun questions. Um, so someone said, if you could play one show in one city with any band, what would be your choice? Who is your all-time favorite band or artist? And what city, venue, or event would you choose? That was like three questions. But if I could play one show in one city with any band, what would be my choice? I'd probably play London with um, Earth, Wind & Fire or the band Chicago. Or I would say my new favorite would be Silk Sonic. So I'd love to do something with them. Somebody said, what time are we eating on Thanksgiving? And that they said they'd bring the candy corn. You know, I don't know what time we're eating on Thanksgiving. I'd like to say uh, between 1 and 3 p.m., all right? But past time, Thanksgiving in my family, sometimes the sun was going down by the time we ate. So it was Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, Someone asked, What is the greatest lesson you've learned from God? Wow. The greatest lesson I've learned from God, it's an ongoing lesson, and that is to um, keep trusting God. God always goes before me. He's already figured out the situation and the plan and has already worked it out. It's just for me to trust the journey. Um, I I would say the greatest lesson would be be trust. EEW Magazine says, how can we make it safer in the church for people to be honest about their mental health? People are suffering and afraid to speak up. Well, how can we make it safer? Well, I would just say... um, In um, church environments, there's got to be at least one person who works in the area of social work, mental health. They might not be a licensed therapist, but at least if we let that person, at least if we let the congregation know that there is one, there is a resource here. And maybe that resource can point you in the right direction because pastors are not your therapists. They're equipped to pray and, and, and labor with you and walk beside you and journey with you. But I just don't know if every single pastor is equipped to um, help you get to the bottom of trauma or your responses to trauma and pain. You know, they can pray with you. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. I, I, I love ministers. I love, you know, but there are some who have a natural gift to teach, but never really went to school um, for anything as it relates to psychology. And so I don't even know, you know, when a pastor or well, when a minister is called into ministry and they do decide to go to school, I don't even know the curriculum or the tracks that they have. Um, but I'm hoping that there is some type of psychology or sociology or something. Um, so, yeah. Let's see. Um, Daisha26, are you working on any music at the moment? Fearless gets played every day. It's my favorite song by you. Thank you, Daisha. Actually, that is a 
fun song to perform the few times that I have performed it live. And so that that that's interesting. I it's a possibility. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, someone is asking, what is the biggest lesson you've learned on your journey through managing depression? I think for me was getting down to the root cause of my responses and behaviors. What made me sad? What made me mad? And why? Were there moments that I wasn't even really probably entitled to feel the way I felt at the time? So even you got to get to the root cause of that. Because some of us have just been maybe even abandoned emotionally, neglected. Um, some have probably been also uh, abused physically, mentally, verbally, emotionally. So you got to look at the reasons why a person responds the way they do. Um, so through managing depression, um, the blessing is, is I haven't had a depressive episode in a very long time. Um, and I think it, I think it was once I discovered what those unmet needs had been in my life, which caused me to respond in certain circumstances, the way that I responded. Okay. That was a great question. That question was asked by Davina Perry 11. Um, someone says, what is your biggest fear? I, I try not to even dwell on my biggest fear. I definitely don't articulate verbally what my biggest fear is because sometimes those can come to pass and manifest. Sometimes what you fear is something false, something that's not going to come to pass. Fear, I've heard an acronym to be false evidence appearing real. So. Yeah, I don't even give energy to my biggest fear. Um, someone said, are you married? And where do you live in Chicago? Well, no, I am not married. And if I did live in Chicago, which I don't, I wouldn't say. There are just certain things that I, I keep to myself. Y'all haven't learned that by now? Y'all have not learned that about me yet? Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. Those are some great questions, Twitter. I didn't answer all. A couple I didn't answer because, you know, you already know the answer to some of those questions. Um, there will not be a Destiny's Child reunion anytime soon. Um, no new music. Uh, so, yeah, but those were great questions. Thank you for asking. Um. Now, uh, just probably going to head on over to Instagram. I'm literally doing this live at this week. I'm headed to my Instagram. I already kind of perused through my DMs to kind of see what folks uh, were talking about. And then those that were um, bold and vulnerable enough to just ask me the question in my actual comments for the world to see what you asked. Um, shout out to you for doing that. All right. I'm looking at these questions. Um, okay, these are great. I'm excited. I'm excited. I am excited. Wow. I love Instagram. I love really interacting with folks on Instagram. It's, Twitter is fun. Instagram, um, the balance is balance. This is a balance group. But Facebook, 
folks on Facebook be it's a little too serious and very entitled to um comment crazy like like they know you like like you gave them power to speak into it over your life in a certain way. But I don't know what that why that is about Facebook. I have no idea. So oh this is a good question. Okay. Someone says Grace fifty five triple seven says how do you handle life's responsibilities while staying healthy mentally and emotionally? How do you find a balance and know when to take a break from all the noise when needed? Well baby listen I know how to take a break from the noise, okay? I do not answer my phone. I've also learned that I, I to decipher between an, when a response is needed, like right away. Is it something urgent or is it something that can wait a day or two? Because unplugging for a day or two makes can make all the difference in the world. Um, and handling life's responsibilities while staying healthy mentally and emotionally I think anxiety can come when you do try to stay healthy mentally and emotionally when handling life's responsibilities. But handling life's responsibilities while staying healthy, well, if a person is able to stay healthy mentally and emotionally while handling life's responsibilities, I think that would be the question. How do you stay healthy mentally and emotionally? I think that person has learned boundaries that person that can stay healthy mentally and emotionally while handling life responsibilities has probably also learned to literally be present and to take things a day at a time. Like, I think that person has learned to stay focused on today's task. Like, say right now, I'm looking at my call sheet right now. And yesterday when I looked at my call sheet, I also saw on the bottom of the call sheet that they had what we're doing tomorrow on the call sheet. And admittedly, I got overwhelmed. It's like, dang, I got to learn all this. I got to do it. And it's like, no, stay focused on what you have to do today. Now, maybe once you've kind of gotten through the day, then Maybe you can look at what you've got to do tomorrow to make sure that you're prepared or make sure that you go to work with. Uh, maybe uh, you got to bring something extra to work. I, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I think staying present on what the task is at hand for that day. And then the boundaries is for everybody within that day that comes in contact with you and guess what make sure you're practicing boundaries with other people don't just put up boundaries just don't make sure that people adhere to your boundaries make sure you're adhering to what somebody's boundaries also may be as they say read the room okay read the room read the room read the room Great, great question, Grace. Great question. Mm. Someone is saying, um, Jay, 1989, how do you learn to trust when your heart has been broken so many times? Mm. 
Well, the context of that, I'm not sure. Has your heart been broken because of loss of a loved one? Your heart can break, you know. When a friend passes, a parent passes, your heart can break. Go through a breakup, your heart can break. Um, so how do you learn to trust? Well, I no longer trust when you've given me a reason not to. So I'm going to go into any situation with trust. Now, until you've proven to me that I cannot trust you, I think that's how you can handle things. And then that's when I think as far as having a broken heart, because you went into it trusting. Their behavior is not a reflection of you. Yeah. So what happens is when you've had so much loss, so much betrayal, abuse by someone you probably cared about. Yeah, I, I get it. But don't be a prisoner and walk around numb to where now you're like, I don't want to feel anything. I don't want to. I'm scared to love. I'm scared to trust. I'm scared to try. Because what happens is by the time you don't trust, you don't try. You don't try new things. You don't go for new opportunities. So that that would be that would be my uh, my answer. All right. Looks like Nisi MSU says since launching since launching your book and podcast, what has been the most surprising source of support? Oh gosh. Well, first of all, like I said in the intro, that my podcast is just shy under five hundred thousand downloads, and I would just say. The surprising source of support. Oh, you guys. Y'all just surprised me and wowed me with your love. With how you engage with me on a daily basis. I am so wowed at that. Because y'all don't have to. Y'all have been experiencing your own situations and your own issues. And you love on me enough and you trust in me enough to buy my book or to let me be in your home or your car or your AirPods with my podcast. So um, I really, 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 really appreciate that. Someone said, I got so many questions for you. I got to say it verbally and or face to face. I need to sit down with some tea. Well, child, I don't know. I would go ahead and ask the question. But heck, you never know. You might meet me one day. It's a possibility. Someone says, how do I cope with being a single mother of three working 60 hours a week without feeling guilty or not spending enough time with my kids? Wow. Well, my thing is with that is, what's the why? You know, are you working so hard? It's to me, and now, and now, and I don't mean that uh, in a negative way. It's just, it's just the why. And I think as long as that is explained and shown to your children, you won't feel guilty because your children will know. Okay, well, mom is working so hard because she's trying to buy us a house so that we can have our own bedrooms. You know, mom is trying to. She's working so hard 
you know, right now because, you know, maybe the support that she needs financially is not coming the way it is so right now, you know. So I think I can imagine, listen, there are so many mothers who feel guilty about going back to work after they have had a child. And, you know, so I, I think that's kind of a natural human response. But I think just explain to your children your why. Explain to your children the sacrifice, you know, that you're making. And depending on their age, I, I, I think um, they can understand. Now, the time that you do have with your children, just make them feel like you are solely focused on them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shakara underscore Monique. This is great. She says, how do you battle loneliness and depression being single during the holiday season? Well, I think sometimes when you got great friends, now of course I can understand you're going to be, you're you're around the holidays and people are buying gifts for their booze, you know their partners, their loved ones, child, and you sitting there like you know, just you just hoping that the secret Santa at your job gets you something nice, you know. So I get it, I get it. Um, for me, I I personally have always just been around people that I love and. It doesn't even occur to me across my mind. And you got to remember as well, us that are single. I know some people that are booed up, cuffed up, married up. And we seem like we want what they got. When you really look into the relationship, you don't want that. You don't want that. Since I've been in Atlanta, I've been I've been around some some relationships, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Y'all not happy. Y'all don't love each other. You disrespect one another. But you put on this front. You're married, and I think as single people, you learn that it's a possibility in this season. You are better off alone. No shade, but I've stopped wanting that, you know, because what I, I don't want dysfunction. I know relationships are hard, you know, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want what I've been seeing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, we good. Mm-mm. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then, trek through the thick jungle. 
then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is a good question. Obsessed with B, B Y. Is there a time limit on grief? Mm. Well, biblically, um, there is a scripture um, about how long to grieve and mourn, right? But is there a time limit on grief? I don't know because grief comes in waves, you know. Um, like I said. In October, towards the end of October, I began to grieve the loss of my dad, right? And I don't know if it's because I, I really was like, oh man, it's fall. The leaves are turning. It was something about that that reminded me of my dad because his birthday was just a couple of days ago. It was November 13th. So, but I think the impact or the level of severity, you know, when it's, when you're like, to me, I, I don't want to offend anybody, y'all. Y'all know that's not what I do. But if in five, ten years, and I'm boohooing and sobbing as if I just got the news all over again about, <laughs> then that's when you probably really want to process because it's got to be something deeper, you know. Now I like now my mother, you know. Um, she lost her best friend of 46 years. My dad and her were together 46 years, right? They were married. So that's a whole level of intimacy, you know, that I know nothing about. But yes, the thought of a person, can it make you cry? Especially if that loss is fresh. Yeah. But I just feel like, because I, I read sometimes on, social media where people are like, oh my gosh, y'all pray for me. Tomorrow is my um, mom's birthday. She would have been 88. Ooh, and it's just a hard time for me around this time of year. I just get so, but it's every year here. I think, as I told someone, instead of anticipating that sadness and that grief, why don't you create a new memory that causes joy and celebration for that person's life? Like say, my dad loved Parliament, Funkadelic. Uh, he loved gospel music, right? He loved donuts. He loved he loved black coffee. He didn't want no cream or sugar. He wanted his coffee just black, right? So I think doing things like that in memory of that person, I think just so that you're not just mulling away and just create a new memory. 
I'll never forget a young lady in L.A. Her sister was killed tragically. It was an unexpected death. And, you know, that that that's 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 so scary because you didn't have time to say goodbye. You didn't have time to prepare. You've got so many unanswered questions. I get it. So we were leaving SoulCycle one day and I was like, What's, what was your sister's favorite color? And she said purple. I said, okay, let's go across here to the smoothie joint and we're going to get a smoothie that's purple. I don't know. I just told the folks, whatever you can do to prepare a purple smoothie, let's do it. So blueberries, raspberries, whatever. And to this day, this young girl does that. She gets that purple smoothie. She wears purple versus laying in bed depressed over a loss, right? Because I think our loved one that's not that's no longer here probably would want us to get out of the bed and celebrate them. That's what I would want y'all to do. Okay, I want you to lay there for like five minutes and be sad, but then I want you to get up. <laughs> I want you to get up. I want you to listen to some good music. I want you to eat some good food, eat some fluffy French toast. Now, I do like cream and sugar in my coffee, okay? So that's, you know, that's celebrate me. Celebrate. But is there a time when I'm grief? I, I don't want to, you know, but I, I think the physical part, the one that keeps you slumped over and just inconsolable, I think should be um, counseled, and I, I, I think yeah, there should be some counseling there if if a person's still inconsolable um, some years later. I mean, think about it. This young man who just got killed in Memphis, young dogs, wife and children, family and friends, fans all around the world. But let's focus on the wife and kids. He went to a spot to get some cookies. What appeared to be two gunmen gunned him down. Wife at home, kids at home, probably waiting on daddy to come back with the cookies. I'm just um, assuming. This, let's just play up that scenario. Let's just play up that scenario. Um, ooh. This is hard. That wife was not expecting to lose her husband, the father of her children. Is should, is there a time limit on her grief? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That's so fresh. And, you know, you hear people that say, take the time you need and, and grieve. But I also do feel like when it's going to impede on your your day-to-day life and functioning and being able to progress, that young lady and family, I would hope that somebody is, so she's surrounded by love, she's protected, she can process this pain because it's going to be painful for a while. It's going to be painful for a long time. Um, so... Thank you so much for that question. I spent a long time there. Tiara, um, she's on Instagram as obsessed with B-E-Y, with B. Um, so that was a great question. Such a great question. Okay. 
Now let's go back to that. Let's let's go back to um what is going on? A young lives being taken so soon and so senseless. No need, no need for that. No need for that young man to not be here with his family. There's no need for the countless folks who have been murdered and taken away from here so soon, too soon, through senseless acts of murder. To me, the root of that is greed, jealousy, you mad. You can't get you can't get successful on your own, so you mad that somebody else did, so you want to take their life. That's dumb. But there's no reason, there's 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 no excuse. Whoever killed that young man, and whosoever has killed millions of others, you had no right to do that. You had absolutely no right to do that. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. I did not mean to go there today. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. That upsets me. And that should upset you guys. Oh, God. All right, here we go. Shantia dot period. How has your healing grief journey become a catalyst in your life? What are the action steps required to be your most authentic self on this journey? I'm going to answer the latter part of that. What are the steps required to be your most authentic self on this journey? Showing up as who you are, right? Reading the room. Of course, when you do show up, because what you don't want is the excuse of this is just who I am. This is just me. No, because even our authentic self can always be improved, can always be refined. But that comes with time and exposure. Right. So that's what I would say. What are the action steps required to be your most authentic self on this journey? Just show up and be you. And prayerfully, you have a tribe of people who support who you are, but at the same time are pushing you to be a better you. Amazing. Oh, this is good. At It's Denitra. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Great question, Mama. Advice on enjoying the journey in life without worrying about the destination. Now, the thing is, the destination is the goal that you've written on that board, your vision board. That destination is what you journaled about, right? So you already know you're going to get there. You've written it down or you spoke it. So you already know you're going to get there. Because remember, the definition of the word future is the time or period of time following the moment of speaking or writing. So you already know that whatever you speak or write, it's coming. Okay, so you already know the destination. So do enjoy the journey because you know you're putting the work in. You're doing right by people. You've got God at the center of everything you do. You know the why of why you want to get to the destination. So don't worry about the destination. You can't pray about something and then worry about it at the same time because that shows a lack of trust. You're going to be all right. You're going to get to the destination. So 
right now I'm enjoying this. I'm drinking coffee. I'm drinking um, some kind of latte with oat milk. Do that. I'm enjoying. I'm, I'm enjoying life. Now, do I have moments of human responses where, you know, I, I get anxious? Yeah. Yeah, because I'd be like, okay, God, I just want to make sure you didn't remember, you didn't forget what I wrote, that you didn't forget what I prayed to you about. And I'd be like, girl, I got you. So that's what, that's what I would say, my love, is to, if you've already spoken it and written it down, you're going to get there. You're going to get there. So just know that you're going to get there because there are others before you that have gotten there. So just trust that. Okay, God, they got there. I'm going to get there too. All right. Ooh, this is so good. So, so good. So good. I hope at this point you guys are um, enjoying it. Okay. Um, this is a great question. Serious Kether um, has asked a question. What is the mind exactly? If we don't know what it is, how can we truly know how to fix it? As Dr. Caroline Leaf says, that's what I want you to do. I want you to follow Dr. Caroline Leaf. I want you to listen to her podcast. I want you to get her books. I want you to follow her on, on Instagram or whatever your favorite social media platform is. The mind is where you think, feel, and choose. The mind is thinking, feeling, and choosing. The mind is where you think, feel, and choose from. So how did so this is if we don't know what it is, how would we truly know how to fix it? So now that I've told you what the mind is, you're able to fix how you feel. You're able to fix how you think. You're able to fix how you choose. Yes. You can fix how you feel by getting to the root of why you feel the way you do. Because how you feel, how you respond is, to me, rooted in how you feel. All right? So, feeling, thinking, choosing. Thinking, feeling, choosing. That's the mind. Whew, I'm so good at this, y'all. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Awesome. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. 
Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. How do you move past childhood hurt or verbal trauma from a parent? Good thing about counseling and therapy is they also ask you about your parents, your aunts, your uncles, and how you've seen them respond. They talk about your grandparents, you know. And I know in my session, my very first session, we did a geneogram. And so that was about my mom and her mom and dad, her siblings, and about my dad and his parents. My dad did not have any siblings. Um, he was the only child, sweet self, only child. So once once I got to therapy, you know, I started to have compassion on once you learn that it's a possibility that your parents were abused or your parents were lived in a home of dysfunction. Now, I'm not saying that that is, is an excuse because just because you grew up a certain way don't mean, well, because my parents hurt me, now I'm going to hurt my kids. That's 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 unacceptable. No. But once you have an understanding, I believe that's when you can move past the hurt and the trauma. And you said it was verbal trauma. So most likely what someone said to you out of anger was a lie. Uh, say something was said like, you're going to be just like your dad or you're never going to make it. You're going to be dumb. You're never going to go to college because none of us in the family went to college. You're going to be broke just like the rest of us. That's a lie. That is an absolute lie because you have the ability to think for yourself. You have the ability to feel for yourself. You have the ability to choose for yourself. Okay. That's how you can get past it is when you realize things that were said to you and over you. And most of the time when it's in anger, that's not, that's, it wasn't said to you in the spirit of love. Ooh. Love is the, tr- love, love, love does not hurt. Love does not berate. Mm-mm. No, no. Now there's a difference when your parent was trying to correct you because you did something wrong at school. So you got a nice little tongue lashing and they was probably let out, listen, I'm going to take away your games. I'm going to put you on punishment or you know better than that. I've taught you better than that. That's different. Correction and chastisement is different. Because when you correct somebody, even the Bible says, God chastises and corrects those whom he loves. Okay? But that's different than like abuse. So I think you can move past it once you just get a better understanding of how they grew up, get an understanding of what they were going through. Like I said, it don't make it right and it does not excuse the hurt and the abuse that was inflicted upon you. I get it and I understand. Wow, this is so good. This is so, so good. Holland.ava, how do you keep patient and faithful on the journey to your dreams? Well, I think prayer, because once you've written your goals and dreams out, 
that you're doing your part, like I said to another young lady, it's going to happen. It's going to come true. Now, if you just focus on bettering yourself, you won't even be so focused on the destination and on the, and then when it happens, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I prayed for this. Oh my gosh. Some stuff is just going to fall in your lap. Stuff that you prayed for and you might have prayed for it two years ago. Well, it's coming. It's on the way. It's, it's happening. It's happening. Just continue to walk through those doors and just continue to walk confidently through life. But keep patient and faithful. Just do it. Be patient. Be faithful on the journey to your dreams. That's so awesome. Y'all are so, so beautiful. Girl Discovers Book. How have you pushed past the guilt and shame of naming depression? Wow. As a Christian, I went through a period with anxiety and I denied it to the heart because I thought naming it meant claiming it and that I just simply couldn't be dealing with that because I am a Christian. Not only that, there are so many other cultures where, oh, if you say you're depressed, you bring shame on the family, not just your religion when your beliefs, but the family. So for me, I didn't ask permission from family, friends, the church, nobody. Because when it, it was just me and my therapist. It was just me and the psychiatrist in that room. So I, yeah, mm-mm. as it relates to, when you get to a point of when you're just desperate for help, the shame, there is no shame. Shame and desperation can't be in the same room. It can't be in the same office where you're getting seeking the help from. So I, I, yeah, since you asked me, how have I pushed past the guilt and shame of naming depression? Because it is what it is. It's what it is. It's depression. No different than you being diagnosed with migraine. It is what it is. It's no different than a woman being diagnosed with fibroids. It is what it is. Now, what am I to do to lessen, you know, the the effects? How can I heal? What do I do? To me, it was as it was as simple as that. It was as simple as that. So, whew, this is awesome. This is awesome. Gabrielle says, as a performer from a young age, what was the most valuable advice you were given to help you navigate the business? I think it had um, Jimmy Chan and Terry Lewis and the late to great Big Jim Wright actually advised me about my finances. It had nothing to do with how great you should perform on stage because that's what rehearsal is for. Uh, that's what having a great band and team is for. But when they talked to me about money, that was the most valuable advice I was given. Was about money. How to be wise with money, how to invest the money, what not to do with the money. See, I respect Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis because to this day, they're still working. And they're still living the life that I knew them to be living when I first met them 20 years ago. And they were doing this 
20 years prior before I met them and they was balling. Okay. So yeah, the best advice that I was given was to, was about my money and finances. Um, there's one time I bought a home and I stayed significantly under budget. It was still a beautiful home. And then at the time it was just me. And, um, I lived in an area I lived in a zip code that I desired to live in so much. And I was able to get my house and I stayed under budget. He put the rest of that money in the bank. Beyonce and Kelly and Miss Taylor teased me years ago. Talked about how frugal I am and was like, if anybody gonna have any money, it's gonna be Michelle. So I that's to me, that was the, the most valuable advice. All right. Now, I haven't always been perfect um, as far as my downfall with finances was giving, giving so much. But I would say the Lord has truly, truly been kind and has not let me go without. So I'm excited. Uh, Future is still bright. So I would say that was the best advice that I've been given was about the finances. Big Jim used to say, you don't want your house to be your tomb. Meaning, meaning you don't want to, okay, say for instance, just because you can afford a million dollar house, do you have to get that million dollar house? Now, being able to afford it, we got to know what being able to afford, what that really, really, really means. Okay. You don't want to buy a house and you're just so doomed to that house. And before you know it, all your income is going to go to you just trying to maintain that house, meaning you're going to die in that house. You can't even afford to, you're going to sell that house to get, to get out, out the house. But it's just, you don't want to be living and working just to pay a mortgage to where you can't. Um, to me, I'd rather live beneath my means and still be able to fly first class. Still be able to purchase that seat on a private jet and fly somewhere. Now, I also got friends that got private jets, so I, I hop on trips with them at times. But I don't want to have all this stuff. And I care about how I travel. I care about where the hotels I stay in. So it's about having a great quality of life, not just in you know, having what seems to be, ooh, when people pull it out, ooh, 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 look what they got. No, I I don't, I don't, I don't look like that. I don't look like that. Now, I do like, I like my cars. I do, now see, I like cars. I, I do like my cars. <laughs> and I do like my homes. I, I love nice homes. And I like them to look nice. But once I said the best, some of the best advice was about my finance. Because if y'all ever looked at VH1 um, behind the music, it's kind of a take of like, where are they now? And so many artists failed in finances. And some even had to get like regular jobs. And that scared me. That's That scared me. So I was like, no. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I'm going to do a couple more. Oh my God, this one broke my heart when I read this. A young lady says, it's been one month today since my youngest son 
19 years old, was killed in a horrific car accident. It's hard to get through the day without breaking down. I find myself just wanting to be dead. I have so many questions, but at this point, only God can answer them. I do thank you for this platform, which allowed me to just express my inner thoughts. And she's on Instagram as Pretty Brown I42, but it's Pretty Brown II42. Um, Mrs. Thomas. First of all, Mrs. Thomas, if you're listening, I just want to give my condolences to you. Um, my heart goes out to you. When I read this question, my heart broke for you. And it broke for your loved ones. Whew. But I want to, um, you're in a state of grief and grieving this loss. And so we all that are listening, we can understand when you say you just find yourself wanting to be dead because especially, you know, your son being killed in a car accident. And you're probably thinking all the thoughts, gosh, that should have been me. I should, oh gosh, I should have been there to protect him. Because a parent wants to protect their child. A parent wants to be there for their child. A parent wants to see that child grow up, do great things, have love, children. And it's a possibility that was taken from your son. So you're thinking about not only was your son taken from you, but all the other things that was taken from him, um, life's possibilities. And so I understand. I understand. And like you said, there are some questions that only God can answer. But I encourage you, Miss Thomas, if you can, whenever you did the funeral, um, I know they provide grief counseling resources. I know uh, with my dad, they provided, there was a number that you could call and it was free. And I urge you to talk to someone Maybe, maybe for the next year, for sure, um, you should be getting some consistent care, some consistent love, some consistent therapy. And again, my listeners and I, we send our love to you. We um, send our thoughts to you. Okay. Oh, so sorry for your loss. So sorry for your loss. Whew. Just breathe, everybody. Just breathe. Just breathe. It's a heavy one. It's a heavy podcast. Heavy podcast. Last question. How do you learn to accept the shortcomings of your parents, knowing they will never admit their role in your childhood trauma and forgive them? You can answer your own question. Since you know they will never admit their role in your childhood trauma, you forgive them. You love them. Okay. And you process that pain with a professional. Okay. They have to accept their shortcomings. You accept their shortcomings by saying, you know what? They're still a child of God. You're a child of God. Because one day you're going to be their age. One day you're going to have kids. Then it's a possibility your kids are going to be like, how do I accept the shortcoming of my parent? <laughs> you know what I mean? So we don't want to judge either. And if you notice, when you get older, 
Notice the things that you said you would never do like your parents. And you find yourself doing them. That is a result of a bitter root judgment. Yo, when I learned what a bitter root judgment was, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Because sometimes we don't know, we don't know other circumstances why our parents did things that they did. I don't know everything about why. There's some, there's something I found out in 2018 that shifted, that shifted even how I felt about my dad. So you got to make sure you get all the information. Get all the information before you start judging. Get all the information. And even when you get the information, what did Andrew Caldwell say? Who am me to judge? <laughs> Who are me to judge? It's up to us to understand and accept the shortcomings. I have shortcomings. Are there things I can work on? Yes. And I want somebody to love me through. Now, not only loving someone through their shortcomings also means holding them accountable. Because a lot of people make excuses. Well, I'm like this because my daddy wasn't in my life. Mm-mm. That don't mean you got to be a bum. It does not mean that. Mm-mm. No, it does not mean that. All right. This is amazing. I think what I'm going to possibly do in the future, I'm going to do more of these. But maybe, um, you know, once I get back to having guests, I think I should have a guest next week. Um, I believe we are working on Megan Good and Tasha Smith. We've got so many great folks lined up. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I want to continue these Q&As, um, you know, answering a question or two um, every podcast. Thank you all so much for checking in. These questions let me know so many people are hurting. So many people need answers. So let me let me do a quick prayer um for you guys. I just feel led to um just do a quick prayer or affirmation and declaration over the listeners today and folks that are listening. God, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for life. God, I want to thank you for every person that sent in a question, even the ones that did not get answered. God, you've probably already answered them for them. And God, I ask that you continue to watch over everyone. Protect. God, my prayers for protection. My prayers for healing to every subscriber of my podcast. And Lord, for the subscriber and their families, you do a mighty, mighty work in their lives. I'm so excited about the good news that my listeners are going to be telling me even before this year is over, God, do something extraordinary. Do something that we know only you could have done. God, I ask for healing of hearts. I ask for understanding in areas for people who they don't know why someone died, why they lost a loved one, why their marriage failed, why their relationship failed. God, continue to give understanding. 
comfort. You are the great comforter. You are the ultimate healer. God, thank you that you use me as a vessel and that um, I continue to do the work as you called me to do. And God, as we relate to callings, help people understand what their calling is while they're still alive on this earth. God, we just thank you for being so awesome, so good, so gracious, so loving. And we will forever, forever acknowledge you in everything that we do. In your name we pray. Amen. I'll see you guys next week. Checking In with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.